I am Vero, and this is Modern Immigrant. Welcome everybody to a new episode of Modern Immigrant. In today's episode, I would like to call it an special one. And no, it's not because the other ones are not special. They're all special and I'm always excited to share them. But the episode that we're sharing today is not necessarily about one immigration story, but it's about an organization that is supporting many people in the community, including undocumented immigrants. I had the amazing opportunity to meet Jason the chief operating officer of the Oyate Group. And I had the amazing pleasure to also learn about Oyate Group. The Oyate Group is a nonprofit organization based in New York, in the Bronx, that supports people in accessing different resources and services. And this is an organization that tries to fill in the gaps that we have in our society. In this interview, we focus on one of their amazing programs where they help undocumented immigrants in accessing summer internships. We discuss why creating opportunities like this ones are so important for the community of undocumented immigrants. We talk about the barriers that many undocumented youth face when they're trying to seek internship or any other job opportunities based on their legal status. The Odate Group created this amazing space where undocumented immigrants and youth can access different job opportunities with an amazing partnership that they did in a university. Allowing immigrants to access these internships can really have an impact in their future, in the job that they will be doing, in the opportunities that they can find, and in the skills that they're building. This interview will inspire you and it will motivate you. And it will also give you some ideas on what you can do from your own position, from your own field, to encourage others to help, to listen, to communicate, and to provide a solution to a lot of the challenges that we're starting to see and a lot of the services that are needed in the community. Again, thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening in any of the podcast platforms that we're at. Remember to also share this episode if you found value and also follow us on Instagram at Modern Immigrant or check our website, modernimmigrant.net. Thank you so much one more time for being here. So welcome everybody to a new episode of Modern Immigrant. I'm really excited to have this sort of like a special episode today. We have a little bit of a different topic we're going to be talking about, not necessarily an immigration story, but a really important project and mission behind this. So Jason, welcome to Modern Immigrant. Veronica, thank you for having uh, me and just uh, featuring our organization in this, the work that we do. Definitely appreciate it. Of course, I'm really excited to get to know more about this and for the listeners to also get involved and learn. I think it's always it's always important. So why don't we start by hearing about you, introduce yourself if you would like, and tell us a little bit about what you do at the Oyate Group and correct me if I'm not pronouncing it right. No, Oyate, um, you're spot on with the pronunciation. <laughs> so I am the Chief Operating Officer at the Oyate Group. Uh, Oyate is a Lakota Sioux word that means the people. And so our founder and our CEO, uh, Tomas Ramos, um, you know, uh, our vision, his vision um, is whatever type of work that we are doing, it is for the people. Um, and just having that that kind of Native American, um, you know, distinction is really important because this land originally was theirs. So for us, it's always important to pay homage to, um, you know, our forebearers and just Having the luxuries that we have today um, is on the backs of other people. So just um, a little bit of context for the word Oyate, which is a little bit, um, you know, uh, most people aren't familiar with it. 
Um, so, yeah. My, yeah. So, um, the Oyate Group, um, we are a nonprofit organization, 50132, and um, we're an you know, anti-poverty um, organization. And a lot of the work that we do is surrounded just by getting resources into the hands of people that need it the most. Uh, so for us, um, we recognize stop gaps in the community and we try to fill it um, as fast or as best as we could. Um, so for instance, uh, during the pandemic, uh, we were able to help vaccinate 40,000 um, you know, New Yorkers, uh, mostly in the Bronx, uh, Washington Heights, Harlem, um, uptown, so to speak. Um, and so we were just able to do that through linkages and partnerships with uh, organizations, other nonprofits. Um, and so we were able to partner with two specific clinics, Morris Heights Health Center and VIP Community Services. And so at a time when, you know, vaccine hesitancy or just the rollout from the federal government wasn't being, um, you know, that there was a lot of bureaucratic uh, nightmare, so to speak. We were there to really get shots in the arms of people. Um, on the ground level, uh, in community centers, uh, literally on the street corners, um, and just really doing grassroots work uh, in order to ensure that people not just got shots in their arms, but also that they were educated about their choices in terms of the vaccines. So we did that for about a about a year and a half, um, you know, and then we wound down our vaccine program. And most folks looked at us as like a public health organization, which we sort of are. And then they were like, kind of, what's next? And so for us, um, you know, for me, Tomas, uh, Cyril, Lee Marie, um, that's our executive team. Uh, we have always been grounded in how can we create resources mm -hmm. for um, not just the people, but for youth in particular. And so, um, you know, what we're here to talk about today is, is our, is our um, you know, is our internship program um, that we had during the summer, but they were specifically for undocumented youth. Um, and so a lot of what you know, our, our ideas are based on um, and just empowering youth and mentoring them um, stems from our ability to just uh, understand the dynamics of what's happening on the ground level and just really uh, meeting people where they are, but also getting their input. Um, so, you know, we recognize that there is a stopgap in terms of, uh, you know, there is a, you know, the city does offer what's called uh, summer youth uh, internship program, employment program, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that, that's city funded. But, uh, you know, um, undocumented youth, unfortunately, are unable to access this resource, which to me uh, is a little bit, uh, you know, uh, off the wall, so to speak, because these youth are, you know, they're able to to come to school, right, or, or just have access to the DOE, which is, you know, um, federally, publicly and city funded. They're able to access, um, you know, services just in terms of free meals and things of that sort. But yet they're unable to, you know, to put back into the city in terms of just uh, getting resources and skills for themselves, uh, getting job opportunities. So for us, it was it was really perverse where an entire um, swath of uh, public school um, youth are unable to access this really critical resource, especially as we're coming back from the pandemic, where mm -hmm. families are unable to provide for themselves um, uh, in the way that they were once um before the pandemic and they were just barely making ends meet. So we recognize that this is just not affecting the youth. It's affecting, you know, holistically and systematically entire communities, entire families, and it marginalizes them. And yes. so we, we understood that we needed to step up and provide, yeah, we can't help everyone, but maybe we can start small. We can scale it. Yeah. And who knows yeah. where, where funding can come from or just, you know, uh, being able to have a larger conversation where these youth 
and these families need to be included um, is our perspective. That I is, know, I just said a lot there, Veronica. No. <laughs> this is wonderful. I just have so many questions because, yeah, so the Beyond Rising Internship Program, correct, is the name um, that started this summer. And yeah, some of the questions I have for you were regarding that background information around undocumented immigrants and and the challenges that they face and how is this program kind of filling those gaps? And I know you mentioned a little bit about how you were able to provide internships, but how did that look like in the actual kind of work that they were able to do? Yeah. So um, we were able to partner with uh, Fordham University. Um, And so they have a uh, a community engaged um, uh, office, um, Mm -hmm. which one of our our good friends, um, Suri Miranda, she was able to help us, um, uh, she is actually uh, in, in, in management in, in that she's the director of that particular um, office. And we have, you know, me and Tomas and Cyril and Lee Marie have, have worked with her in previous in our previous capacities in our older jobs. And, um, you know, one thing that I have to say, you know, to everyone that's listening, it's really important to tap into your network because that is how we can't do everything. We have to, you know, we as much as we strive to do everything in terms of providing resources, we can't do everything. But we understand that we have folk who are in other places that share our same vision and that are able to really help us tackle our um, our efforts or just mm-hmm. our mission and our goals. And so, Suri, you know, she she reached out to us and she said, listen, you know, I know that we had once had a conversation about, you know, um, doing something of this sort, which is the internship program. And um, we started to meet with upper levels of Fordham University and they said, listen, you know, we would love to partner with you all. The only thing is we don't have it in our budget in order to pay these young people, but we can have placements for them. Um, so we went through back and forth a few times, um, which was really good conversation because it really helped us to um, get the nuts and bolts of the details of how the program mm-hmm. would be structured. And so they were able to have, you know, about 10 to 15 different placements for the youth that, um, that, that we wanted to place. And, um, you know, it ranged from working at the dean's office to, to working nice. with other smaller CBOs, um, from working in the office, uh, the community engaged office as well. Um, so there were various placements throughout, um, not just Fordham University, but the larger community as well. Um, and during the summer, um, you know, the youth were were able to also uh, have a special projects which they did with um, with Fordham. One of which they were creating filters for classrooms for for DOE schools. So, you know, these yeah. things really gave them uh, not really hands-on experience, but also built certain skill sets for them. Um, and also connections where you were talking about, like, the importance of that connection in the community, like reaching out and, and knowing people that are at different levels, like for them to be able to, you know, be at a university. I'm sure that's going to help them in their future because they're right now in high school, correct? Yes, yeah. So yeah, so let, let me talk a little bit about the youth themselves. Yeah. We had 20, we, we had 20 of them um, and they were, you know, between the ages of 16 and 18. Um, so, uh, but the overwhelming majority of them were um, juniors or rising juniors, uh, which, and so the way that we paid them was through gift cards. Um, so per week, the structure of the program was on Monday through Thursday, they would be at their placements um, from 10 to 4, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, okay. And during Fridays, they would actually come to uh, Oyate's uh, main offices, which is in the Bronx, in the South Bronx. And then uh, there we would actually um, help them build uh, financial literacy skills. Mm-hmm. And then we would also take them on recreational, um, you know, uh, trips 
which for us is really important. People are like, well, you're just taking them on trips. No, it's not just that. It's mm-hmm. also camaraderie around among them and also giving them experiences. So our culminating trip was actually going to Six Flags Great Adventure. And many of them had never even been to New Jersey, you know. Uh-huh. So um, being able to just provide that experience for them, um, and they were they were hyped up all day, literally um, all day. Uh, you know, we we got at our offices at eight, and we came back I think like nine at night. And the energy that these young people had was just you know was remarkable because uh-huh. for me just to see the smile on their faces uh-huh. and just providing um, the fact that listen. Your car fare is, is is covered. You know your meals are covered. You don't have to worry about any of these things. Um, it just it, those little things do a lot because that helps build not just camaraderie with us and them, but also it helps to illustrate to their families like, hey, like we're we're investing and we're here for the long haul. Um, we're not just doing this just for you know the glitz and the glam and let's mm. take pictures and post them on social media. For us, that's not important. It's just like what can we actually do uh, at the root level in order to really develop, um, you know, not just people, but young people. Yeah. And I'm sure this is going to be like an opportunity and a summer that they're always going to remember um, how meaningful is it was for them. And I wonder if you have like, both kind of like the feedback or the, what do you hear from them about the experience or maybe what was the result like after this internship program for them? Yeah, so we, you know, we went through a couple of um, just small data points, um, but per day we had something like 95% um, on-site attendance, um, and then about 90% of them said that they developed a new skill set um, that they hadn't had before. Um, and then, uh, you know, toward the end of the program, they said Lee Marie, who was our um, who was our project manager, our project director. Yeah. Um, you know they the overwhelming the overwhelming majority of the young people are spanish uh, speaking dominant okay. um and he is bilingual so and unfortunately i'm not um <laughs> so, we, so they developed a really strong rapport with her and um the feedback was you know they they call her miss they say hey miss um can we come back in the in the fall um, and she's like okay yeah that's great she's like yeah because they're like we would love to do our homework here and just hang out with you and so you know, so it's just yeah. building on top of just the experience they had in the summer. And that was our goal all along because mm-hmm. we are developing um, uh, or we have plans to develop a mentorship program. And this mm-hmm. can just be an offshoot of that. Um, and so for us, we're really excited that we have these young people because now it's especially if they're 16, 17, 18 years old, building skill sets to really uh, develop um, just them and and in in terms of their careers and where their their trajectory is headed and their projection and things of that sort so mm-hmm. we're super excited about that that they're that they got something from it not just monetarily but yeah. also that hey that we're we're investing in human capital because for us that is the most important thing um how do mm-hmm. we set it up for the for the next generation so to speak yeah that is so beautiful and important the fact that they were saying that they want to come back right like they want to have this space they need that space and that community it can be very challenging i have recorded a ton of interviews of undocumented immigrants that is that like especially when i have heard that when they graduate high school they hit like a wall right it's like okay now how do i apply for school now how do i get a job how do like all of these things that maybe in high school were a little bit given like you know i can access education then it's like what do i do with this right so organizations like the Oyate group sounds like can really support them and can really give them options to move forward and kind of like you were talking about like attack or tackle the root issue. 
Um, yeah, I wonder if there's anything else that you're going to be doing or working in the future um, that can maybe in the long term help with this huge issue that we have with immigration. Yeah, I mean, you know, we—I don't think we we ever uh, we ever saw ourselves as being at the forefront of the immigration issue. But right. again, I think that's what makes our organization unique. It's just whatever issue there is, um, we don't dictate to the community uh, what or prescribe rather what what the solutions are or things mm-hmm. of that sort. We have to work in tandem with the community to really understand to help them advocate because we can't be advocates because none of us are in the position, at least our leadership is in the position to advocate the way that these young people can. Mm. And so for us, it's definitely being able to help them develop those advocacy skills because, you know, this program that we're doing, it's an advocacy skill. It's something that we can bring to to all levels of, of hopefully government, but other nonprofits, other organizations, institutions that are doing this similar work, but don't have that platform or want to have that platform. Um, so for us, it's just really coalition building and amplifying the voices of these young people, because that's what's really important. Because in all this father and everything that's happening on the national level, the voices of the people that are really being affected are not being heard, uh, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that's what really needs to, to, to take place. And that's what makes it take, take hold is just amplifying these voices more, matter of fact, all the time. Yes. Thank you for saying that, Jason. I think I... That's what I wanted the listeners to hear <laughs> and to and to take away really that uplifting, right? That community and giving them the tools that they that they need. Um, I wanted to ask um, as we wrap up the interview, how can people connect and get involved in your organization and in this kind of advocacy effort? And even if it's not in your organization, like maybe some kind of tip that you can give the, the listeners that want to do a work towards. Um, supporting communities, undocumented immigrants, and so on. Yeah, so, you know, for us, um, supporting us would just be going to our social media handle, um, the Oyate group, whether it be on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, we're there. And then also our, our, our main site as well, our website has our annual report, just the things that we've done so far, which is uh, it's quite exhaustive, uh, but it's too much to go through right now. Um, but definitely check us out on our social media handles and our, and our website. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, what you indicated about you know, how can people get involved, um, you know, we're just starting in this work. And I think in this particular layer of the work, and so we're still trying to get our feet wet and just kind of understand what is happening on the ground level. So I think the most important thing for me and in our organization, rather, and what we do is being able to listen, listen to the voices on the ground level. Um, it takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. But uh, I think in this world where we are today, we live in echo chambers. And if we're um, if we just take that, if we just step out of that, that that echo chamber, and we're really able to have conversations with human beings, with people, and not be reactive um, mm. in that moment in time, because I know a lot of things get people. Uh, heated. There's a lot of uh, anxiety. There's just a lot of passion that comes in, and, and there should be. But uh, you know, everyone has they have their life experiences and they have their opinions, and it may not be valid to you. But those life experiences shape the way that we're all, that our perspective is, and the way that we see the world. So for me, it's important to really um, set a table mm-hmm. and listen to folks, whether we agree with them or not. 
Um, that is, for me, is the best approach because if we didn't take that approach, we wouldn't be where we are today. Um, so it's really important to just, I know it sounds cliche, but the older I get, the more I realize that cliches are true. Um, you have to keep an open mind. You really, really do it. Cliches are cliches for a reason. Yeah, I I appreciate you saying that. I always repeat in the in the interviews and in Modern Immigrant that you know you're not alone. And that sounds really cliche, but that's the feedback I receive when people listen to these stories and what you're sharing is really we we need to be here and we need to listen and we need to sit down and agree and try to agree or try to understand. I think the only way to really start to tackle the issues is, is listening. So I appreciate you saying that. And I feel really grateful to have been able to connect with your organization and learn more about the work you do. Because as much as I talk about immigration and share about immigrant stories, I always want to also provide services and places where immigrants can go and reach out for help or just information. Sometimes it's just hard to find places where we can connect. Um, so are you only based in New York, just to kind of double check? Yes, I mean, yeah. you know, our, we have ambitious goals. And so Not only, I shouldn't have said only. That's a lot yeah, no. being based in New York, but yeah. I mean, New York is the multi pot, but yes, yeah. you know, we are based in, we're a New York City organization, um, but you know, hopefully, uh, as long as we continue to do the great work that we have been doing, hopefully, hey, one day, who knows, maybe we'll be on a national level. Yes, that sounds amazing. I'm going to make sure I add all the links in the description of this episode sure. so people can go check it out and follow and support no matter where they add. I think like just learning from what other organizations are doing is really important. Right. And Jason, thank you one more time for wanting to come to Modern Immigrant and share about the work you do. No, Veronica, thank you so much. Uh, truly appreciate the effort and the opportunity to speak with you. Let's let's definitely keep in touch because um, I think there's 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 great things that we'll continue to be doing. A hundred percent. Thank you so much, and thanks everyone for listening and watching. Thank you.